Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode the unpopular case for not trading Jason Hayward's contract. And ask me questions if I was confusing. I will get to Jason Hayward's contract in a second, but I'm going to ask you into an alternate universe right now. Let's imagine whatever day today is, tomorrow you wake up, Normal time, not normal time, whatever. You wake up tomorrow and realize you did something horrible overnight. You did something horrible. Perhaps you committed a crime. Perhaps you violated a long-held sacred trust. Perhaps you got back, quote-unquote, on the wagon for an addiction habit you had had before. Something absolutely terrible. You realize it's coming to you. That's right. That happened last night. I did that thing. That can't be erased. Whatever it was, it happened. It happened. If you committed a crime, no matter what you do, you still committed the crime. You're not going to unmake that thing happen. The question is, what is the best next step? Let's take the, you had your first drink in a very long time after being committed to not having alcohol. What would be a good first step if that's what happened? Perhaps you had a 12-step sort of process that you had been going through And today would probably be a good day to go back to one of those meetings. Perhaps, maybe. If you realize you've committed a crime overnight, might be a good idea to call a lawyer. Just wanted to let you know, I might have done done something illegal last night, and we'd probably better talk about it. Whatever it was, stop, think, consider, contemplate, and make the next logical step. Now let's go back to the Jason Hayward contract. It's not a, it happened overnight. Jason Hayward signed a contract after the 2015 season, and... His results in Chicago have not been as hoped. 
Yes, the Cubs won in 2016, but his results have not been as desired. Through some of the seasons that the Jason Hayward contract loomed over the Cubs' financial situation like a dark cloud was negative for some of the things that the Cubs might have otherwise been able to have done. And you can go step by step, you know, pick 2017. If they wouldn't have done that, then maybe they could have done this. Or the 2018, could have done this. Step by step, decisions were made because there was this contract. There was this contract from back before that wasn't working out <coughs> as well as hoped. And because of that, something else had to be done. Possibly a better plan would have been made if Hayward would have done better or Hayward had not been signed or whatever. The reality is Hayward has signed with the Cubs. I'm looking at his baseball reference page. He signed for 22 in 22 and 22 23. Now, as bad and as long and as counterproductive as Hayward's contract has been over the last few years, in 2022 and 2023, it's really not that severe. It's really not that severe because Coming into last year is $65, not down to $44. And, and, you know, if there's a work stoppage that cancels half the year, then by the time the season starts again, it'll be at 33 The number isn't that absurd anymore. For instance, one of the comments I've been talking about here recently is the White Sox have Dallas Keuchel on the hook next year for $18 million. 18 million. He was very ordinary this season. Was not included on the League Division Series roster. Are they going to want to unload Dallas Keuchel in the offseason, the White Sox? Perhaps yes, because his $18 million will possibly limit some of the other things that they might want to do, especially since. Watching the White Sox against the Astros, the Astros look like a much better ball club. Astros look better pitching-wise, better hitting-wise, and definitely, definitely, definitely better defensively. White Sox sent out Lurie Garcia to right field. And I said, really? Lurie Garcia to right field? Like four minutes later, there's a fly ball to right field, and he circled the wagons on, and there's a double, and then there's a home run, and the game was over, basically. The White Sox have some serious decisions to make because they are in the heart of where they're supposed to be competitive. They were supposed to be competitive. 2021 was supposed to be a foretaste. Hey, won a game in the postseason, going to be in the postseason next year, probably the year after that. We're going to win. All this good. Well, they won a game in 2021. They might go down three straight. They might, hopefully, Rodon and Dylan Cease in which order, whichever order, do well on Sunday and Monday. But um, the White Sox are looking at a situation where 
two years of their competitive window have disappeared without them ever advancing. And as you look forward to 2021 for the White Sox, Cease will be there. Lynn will be there. Giolito will be there. So those three look pretty good. Uh, Rodon might go elsewhere. Keuchel, $18 million, but do they even want to use him? I, it, it's going to be interesting. The White Sox are going to have to make some aggressive moves because this is when they are supposed to be competing. This is when they are supposed to be competing. They want to make sure they have a fully functioning roster. For the Cubs in 2022, really not the case. Really not the case. The Cubs 2022 season, they know walking in, Brewers are probably going to be better than the Cubs. They are. I can admit it. The Brewers are probably going to be better than the Cubs in 2022. I can admit it. It's not hard. Possibly the Cardinals will be as well. The Cubs really are not in a competitive window right now. They traded Bryant. They traded Rizzo. They traded um, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. Traded Kimbrel. Traded a bunch of guys, a bunch of other guys who are going to be free agents. And they brought in guys that, uh, let's see how Frank Schwindel does. Let's see how Patrick Wisdom does. And then next year they'll have Nico Horner around. They'll have Nick Madrigal around. Might have Rafael Ortega around. And they're going to try some things out. And at some point, they'll probably call up Brennan Davis. Look to see how good he is at the major league level. Test some things out. Okay, we're going to look at this guy. We're going to look at this guy. Who knows? Maybe even there is some sort of a hookup where the Cubs, if given enough prospects, would consider taking in Dallas Keuchel. Because there's, it's something to consider. If the White Sox are willing to toss in enough money or toss in enough prospects or toss in enough whatever, sure, why not? They're going to need five guys to start anyway. They have Alec Mills, they have Kyle Hendricks, and then they have some guys who, well, maybe he will be a starter, maybe he won't. And they're going to have to bring in somebody from somewhere, somehow. Jason Hayward is not a huge concern. Jason Hayward is not a huge concern right now. Would it be probably better if he wasn't taking up a 40-man roster spot? All other things being equal, sure, why not? But the reality is Jason Hayward's going to take up a 40-man roster spot next year. And there are very, 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 very few teams who are probably going to call Jed Hoyer or the soon-to-be-named general manager and say, Hey, I would be more than happy to send you quality prospects for Jason Hayward if you could convince him to sign with us. That's not going to happen. That is not 
going to happen. The Cubs are going to have Jason Hayward. He has a full no-trade clause. He can decide if and where he wants to get traded to if he's going to get traded. Between 2022 and 2023, the Cubs are probably not going to be an elite team. They just aren't. You can be a Cubs fan and at the same time be a realist. It is perfectly perfectly permitted. You can say, I like the Cubs, and right now the Cubs, they're a middling team. They're a middling team, maybe a little bit below. 30 teams in the league, Dodgers up at the top, Rays up at the top, Giants up at the top, Cubs down near 16, 17, 18, somewhere around there. You can say that. It's very easy to say that. I just said it. 16, 17, 18, you can argue, whatever, you know, maybe you want to argue them down to 22, whatever. But they're not like top nine. They're not. Those players, they're gone. The Cubs' next potential run of quality depends on the players in the pipeline. How good is Alexander Canario going to be? How good is Brendan Davis going to be? How good is Cole Roederer going to be? How good is Kevin Alcantara going to be? And a whole bunch of other players. DJ Hers. Whole bunch of different guys. How good are they going to be? If they're going to be really good, the Cubs will be really good. If they're going to generally be pretty crappy, the Cubs are going to be pretty crappy. Jason Hayward has very little bearing on anything. Jed Hoyer is going to receive a number from Tom Ricketts. Perhaps he's already received the number. Perhaps he already received the number in August. This is how much you can spend during the offseason. This is how much you can spend on the roster. And Jed Hoyer might as well just accept that Jason Hayward is going to be part of that spending. The 22 in 2022, the 22 in 2023, it's almost certain that Jason Hayward will be incorporated at least into the 2022 portion because why not? The Cubs aren't going to be in a situation like the White Sox are where it is almost absolutely essential to win. I would rather sell my children to the circus than have the White Sox finish in third place. That would be perfectly like, what would a White Sox fan give to have the White Sox in the postseason, in the LCS in 2022? What would, Cubs fan, yeah, it'd be kind of nice. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You can be a Cubs fan and realize they're ordinary. They're ordinary. And when you have an ordinary team, if you have a bad contract, you have a bad contract. It's not a worry. It's not a concern. And maybe if things go really well in 2022, 
Brennan Davis is good. Maybe Alexander Canario gets a late look in September. Maybe, uh, whatever, whoever. Perhaps the number seven pipeline, which the Cubs are now on fan graphs, is third or fourth <coughs> by July or August. Maybe it's second or first. People are starting to realize, hey, the Cubs actually have some stuff going on. The Cubs are looking like they did in 2014. 2014, when it started to look like, hey, in 2015, 2016, this team is going to be good because they have a whole lot of really good, inexpensive players. And if it gets to be that point, and maybe by May or June, of 2023, the Cubs might say, you know what, Jason Hayward, we're going to release you. We're just going to, here's the money, go away, play for somebody else at league minimum. But the Cubs aren't to that point yet. There's really no point in doing the bad contract or bad contract thing. The Cubs are two years away from Jason Hayward no longer being a concern. 2022 might be a strike year, might be a um, lockout year. 2023, Cub fans will finally have a better idea on these brand new names, who they are, if they're going to be any good. Then maybe by 2023... Jordan Wick shows up. Caleb Killian shows up. They start having the players who people have been hearing about for two or three or four years starting to actually show up onto the roster. Then maybe there might be some reason to do something in regards to Jason Hayward. But as of right now, there's really no point. There's really no point. There's no point in sweating what about, but he get Jed Hoyer wasn't going to heavily invest in free agency anyway this year, I don't think. We'll see. He'll make moves. He'll sign guys. There might even be a whole bunch of guys that he signs. I would imagine it. I would imagine he'll sign at least 30 guys this offseason. He will sign at least 30 guys this offseason. Not all of them are going to be on major league contracts. Heavens to Betsy, no. But there's going to be a whole bunch of players who are added to the organization. And Jason Hayward will remain part of it. Jason Hayward will remain part of it because winning in 2022, contending in 2022, it's not in the cards. It's not in the cards. You only have... the realistic chances that you have. I don't know if you ever play any poker, but if you're playing poker, playing a little Texas Hold'em, playing a little, I, I don't know, five-card draw, whatever it is, the, hand the, the bidding comes around to you, and you have to either decide, throw in... Oh, 10,000 chips or full. You look at your hand, your hand is basically garbage. 
absolute garbage. Do you want to throw $10,000 to this? I wouldn't. Bald. The Cubs are going to play through the season. But they're not going to do the, we're going to sign Carlos Correa. They're not going to avoid signing Carlos Correa because he's a bad player or because he may have cheated or because of this or because of... They're not going to do much regarding Carlos Correa because Carlos Correa is not going to want to come play for the Cubs who are a first place team. He's going to want to go to a team that's really good, that's really competitive, that is expecting to win. I have just described not the Cubs. Jason Hayward is going to stick around probably for two more years because right now it's inconsequential. It really doesn't matter if... Jason Hayward's around or not. Cubs aren't going to win either way. At some point, the Cubs may have enough players on their roster, enough quality players on their roster, both their 26-man roster and their 40-man roster, where, hey, how about this? Let's trade Jason Hayward and 80% of his contract, toss in a minor player, and get 37 cents in return. How's that sound? Okay, let's do it. Maybe at some point <coughs> that would make sense. But as of right now, it's not that point. The Cubs really don't have all that many guys who are that much better than Jason Hayward to make any sort of a move like that. It's really popular among Cub fans to I know what is going to switch everything around and the best thing to do would be to trade Jason Hayward and trade Jason Hayward and this guy and this guy and this guy and get back to this guy. Horse trader stuff doesn't work. Quality free agents are going to look to the teams that are quality teams. The teams that won 90 games Teams are going, hey, maybe I should go play for the Toronto Blue Jays. Maybe I should go play for the Rays. Maybe I should play for the Red Sox or the Yankees. Of course, there's always the option of looking at the Giants or the Dodgers. I'm good, but I'm not very expensive. Maybe the Brewers will work for me. As far as the Cubs, Jed Hoyer will probably wait. First wave of free agents sign wherever they're going to. The second wave of free agents sign wherever they're going to. Maybe there'll even be a third wave of free agents that sign somewhere. Then it gets to a point where Jed, okay, um, are you interested in playing baseball this year? It's not going to be a situation where the Cubs are being highly aggressive with the major names. That's not this year. Maybe 2024, maybe 2025. But right now, the Cubs are basically where they are. They they are where they are. They know who they are. There is no huge benefit in making some rash, illogical trade to move Jason Hayward. He's not desired. His contract is not desired. Some team might want Dallas Keuchel's contract. They might. No team is going to want Jason Hayward's contract. 
So at least for until the work stoppage concerns are gone, probably through the rest of 2022, there's no real reason to worry. The Cubs' contract limit is 140 or 130 or 150 or 160. They can deal with Jason Hayward, especially since they're not probably going to be giving out five or six-year deals to this guy and that guy and the other guy and the other guy and the other guy. That's not what they're going to do this year. I would really imagine 2022 is going to look a whole lot like 2021. We're going to give it a go for 60, 80 games, see how it's going. And then once the All-Star break hits, are we contenders or not? If we're contenders, then we might do something. But if we're not contenders, we're going to trade everybody that anybody wants, just like in 2021. Then take another year to decide which of our developing players are good. If it ever gets to the point where somebody is far and away better than Jason Hayward and will basically make him unnecessary on the major league roster, then you consider it, but the Cubs aren't there yet. The Cubs are not there yet, and really the Cubs aren't really all that close. And honestly, that's fine. Knowing where you are on the map is more important than being where you want, than thinking you are where you want to be, even though that's not where you are. Knowing where you are on the map is essential. Jason Hayward's going to stick around, whether I like it or not. Jason Hayward is almost certainly going to stick around because there really aren't a whole lot of teams that are going to be interested in making a bad trade for a bad trade contract. Least of all, the Cubs. $44 $44 million in a Major League Baseball perspective isn't all that much. The concern wasn't Jason Hayward. The concern was Chris Bryant was going to get whatever he wanted. Anthony Rizzo was going to get whatever he wanted. Javier Baez was going to get whatever he wanted. And the Cubs didn't have appropriate replacements yet. That was the problem. That was why 2021 played out the way it did. 2022 probably will be somewhat similar. And hopefully by 2023, 2024, 2025, the Cubs will have a backlog of players and an organizational structure such that they won't run out of quality players in the pipeline. Much of ever, hopefully. But until that's the case, there's really no reason to do anything with Jason Hayward. Might as well just stick him in right field three or four times a week. See how he does. Because 2022 really is not that important. Not from a Cubs winning perspective. It isn't. It's about developing players and seeing if the Cubs can locate players who they can retain over the long haul. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellent. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.